When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Off the Bench with Scott Sattler and Jason Matthews, the Bob Jane T-Mart's tyre and wheel specialists. Yeah, welcome to Off the Bench, Scotty Sattler, Satsy, as I like <laughs> to call him around the office, and Jason Matthews here, grand final edition of Off the Bench. How are you, my friends? I'm really good. I'm really excited. I'm nervous. Of course you are. Jace, uh, I'm excited because uh, the Penny Panthers are in the grand final. I'm nervous because the Penny Panthers are in the where'd grand the Penny, final. Where would the Penny Panthers come from, by the way? Well, they I've come from you. west of Sydney, no, just I near know, the Blue mate, Mountains. I know, I know. It's the Ugg boot capital of Australia. I understand all that. Penny Panthers. But where would the Penny bit for the it's Panthers? It's just Penrith. It's just short for Penrith. Oh, is that Penny. all it is? Oh. Where are you from? From out Penny. Yeah, right. Yeah. Penno. 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 I'm from Penno, mate. Or the Riff. The riff. The, the riff. riff. I've actually heard the riff. Everyone likes the riff. Uh, so so you're nervous, you're excited, you're everything. I'm everything uh, because I love the Melbourne Storm also. But you know what I love about grand final weekend, Jace? Not only in rugby league, AFL grand final this week as well. It's a little bit like, you know, it's a little bit like Bathurst. All these, all these really big events. You know, the, the Bledisloe, Not this weekend. The weekend after, it's becomes a bit of a field of dreams mm. for players, mm. especially in grand finals where. As a kid, you grow up and you sit down every Sunday, grand final day, and you watch these who you think are people that are... Sorry, that's my doorbell. That's that dodgy doorbell you sold me. It just keeps going off all the time. Remember that dodgy thing you sold me? Is it that dodgy guy visiting <laughs> your wife again? Oh, my God. I'll ch- you keep going, mate. I'm going to check that. <laughs> no, it's, um, you know, it's a field of dreams because as a kid, you, you grow up, uh, you sit down on the Sunday on grand final day, and you, you watch these, these men that look like gods... And you feel as though they are so far away from what you could possibly do as a sports person, and then, and then you get the opportunity to play in the NRL, yeah, or the AFL, whatever it may be. And still, as a player, when you first come into whatever sport you're playing, it still seems so far away that you would ever win a grand final. And then when you actually make your first grand final, like a lot of these players for the Penrith Panthers are doing in the NRL, it still seems unrealistic. Yeah that you got the opportunity to do something that you watched as a child and then if you're successful in doing it, it's written down in the history books. So I'm nervous. I'm nervous for a it lot of players. Be. Yeah, yeah. Mate, um, on today's show, we're going to catch up with Panthers legend Roycey Simmons, who's living in an over 50s uh, resort. Over 55. Over 50, sorry. Over mm. 55 resort, which is named after him. The Royce. Yes. So we'll catch up with Roy Simmons shortly. Do you, and, you don't believe me, do you? No, I do believe you. You didn't I believe did, I didn't last night. Yeah. But I do now. Yeah. So there's a building that's been built in the car park of Panthers Leagues Club, and it's called The Royce. You should have one called Satsy. <laughs> shouldn't, shouldn't you? <laughs> No. Somewhere around Darlinghurst. <laughs> Call it Satsy. Like very inner city living, you know, ritzy, all that sort of stuff. Come and stay at Satsy. One bedroom <laughs> apartments from $8 million. Uh, also coming up on the show today, Felice Kafusi. Uh, as we go inside uh, Storm, the Storm Bubble, we'll catch up with him. But right now, let's do this Satsy. I'm on Off the Bench to look back on the news of the week. Yeah, look, news of the week, it's all been about the grand finals. You know what I've loved this week, listening to you and also Badge, our uh, our fellow worker 
Um, talk about your grand final memories, you know. And, I, and I've been in a really lucky position here, Sass, because you guys will just be in the office just talking about rubbish. And you guys will start rattling off conversations. I go, whoa, save it. <laughs> save it till we get on air. Like badge with, you know, stuff that happened with Hawkey in the change rooms after Canberra won the grand final. You tell an amazing story about your boys and what they did to John Howard. Mm. What it, tell, tell everyone what you did to John Howard after you won the 2003 GF. Well, when he came in, we thought, whoa, this is like a minefold field in here. Why are you bringing the, the most important man in Australia <laughs> in here? But he came in and, you know, he's happy and wanting to sort of, you know, not celebrate, but just congratulate everyone. Chris Hicks is one of our wingers who played a lot of first grade, was playing second grade that night in their second grade grand final. He just sprayed him with Crown Lager. And then Craig Gower just latched onto him like a barnacle and just like tried to... What, this is the Prime Minister. What Craig Gower likes to do is when he gets excited, he, he tries to bite you on the neck. Oh. And so he's trying to bite He's trying, He's trying. trying to bite the Prime Minister. What are the miners doing at this The time? miners are going crazy. Where? <laughs> <laughs> he's calling him Little Johnny Howler. Oh, no. <laughs> little Johnny Howler. He would have loved it, though, because he, he loves his love sport. It. Yeah, he, he did love it. He loves yeah. his sport. One of the great stories, though, you actually told on our show last night, I, I just love this, uh, where you you told the story about what really happened when when you, as a team, hijacked a bus. Uh, Panthers are going to be very excited if they get up and uh, and win the grand final. I wonder if they'll get up to the hijinks that their 2003 counterparts did, Scotty Sattler. I've read about a you guys hmm. a couple of days after the grand final hijacking a bus. Is this true? <laughs> yeah, it was actually. Yeah, it was. Uh, um, we'd gone to one of the, the hotels, one of the local watering holes. Um, yeah, it was, it was Grey Gums or no, it was the Pioneer Hotel, a local horn of MGs right. when he was playing his day. And we had to get to a fan day at, at Penrith Stadium where all the fans are turning up and we're taking So this a, is like the Tuesday or this the, is the Tuesday. The Tuesday after. Yeah. A Tuesday after, two days later. And we realized we had to get there and we didn't know how we were going to get there. And I don't think anyone really had their mobile phones or mobile phones are only really early back then, but, um, and no one had cars, of course. We had heaps of fans that were following us from pub to pub, but obviously they were in no state to to drive to yeah. drive anyway. Um, we didn't have time to call cabs and there wasn't a lot of cabs in, in Penrith as Too well. Tight. So we ran out on the Northern Road, which is one of the main drags. The great Northern yeah, Road. Yeah, it runs um, parallel to, to Mulgoa by a couple of kilometres and, and, um, we hailed down a bus and the guy stopped and he was on his route, obviously. He said, well, we've got to get to Penrith Stadium. And he said, no, that's not part of my route. We don't care. Come on. We've got to, we've got to get to Penrith Stadium. He said, that's not my, and there's other people on the bus. He said, oh, mate, I can't do it. I'm on the, my route. I'll get in trouble. Come on. We've just won the premiership. And so we basically, we didn't bribe him, but we forced him. Trent Waterhouse may have played a part of, of manhandling the bus driver. No. And yeah, he drove us to Penrith Stadium. We got out of the bus and we got to the the fan day in time. Oh, what are the other people on the bus? No, they loved it. Then, they, okay. Yeah, we we're singing the team song. We we're teaching them the team song oh, on the on the bus. So beautiful. I don't know whether that bus driver kept his job or not. Oh, I'm not quite sure. I'm sure he did. Yeah, doing the right thing by the Panthers. Good stuff. Jimmy Hooper, remember? Yeah, Jimmy Hooper now with Fox Sports. Yes, yes. he was a very young journo back then. Right. And he got sent out to the Peachtree Hotel on Monday after the grand final. And uh, he was asked to do a story, and he's told by then famous journalist Chippy Fralingos, who was the editor of um, 
of Daily Telegraph back then. He said, if you get a story, we'll, if you spend the whole day with them. So after the grand final, we are going to the bus to get on the bus and go to Penrith. And he was trying to do a story with a couple of the players. We said, get on the bus. And he goes, you serious? Said, yeah, come on the bus with us. Right. And so he, he came out to um, Panthers, the Leagues Club, with us on the Sunday night. And then all night with us on the Sunday night. And then Monday at the Peachtree Hotel. And he was worse for wear by then. He had his shirt ripped off him. And he wasn't a journo then. He was just a, a rugby league fan. And then Peter Flingo said, you're going to get the front page on Tuesday. My day is a premier. And then Monday afternoon, Paul Kent arrived at the Peachtree Hotel and said, has anyone seen Jimmy Hooper? We go, oh, yeah, he's here somewhere. <laughs> he's just, <laughs> he the phone was just smashed into pieces on the ground. And we found him asleep in the cubicle with nah. a trough lolly in his pocket. <laughs> <laughs> Did he get the big story? No, he didn't. Paul Kent had to do it. <laughs> oh, you got it. Terrible. I love it. The trough lolly in his pocket. Oh, it's funny. He nearly lost his job during Jimmy Hooper. We, I think we saved it for him with uh, Chippy Flingos. Yeah, great memories. Hey, mate, I, the other thing, we were, you know, sitting around the office during the week and things in games that don't become folklore and you guys are telling all these stories. Mate, do you want to share a couple of them now? Yeah, there's some things, Jace, that have stood out to me and – I think this is what you're alluding to, so correct me if I'm wrong. Um, there are things that do go down in folklore, like the 2014 Sam Burgess cheekbone, yep. first tackle of the yep. game. He was running off the field. He was leaving the field because the pain that was going through his face, and apparently the trainer, Kurt Ridley, said, no, Madge said you've got to stay out there. So he stayed out. and Of course, Cooper Cronk's shoulder in 2018, going into that game with that, yep. with that break, in the at the back of his the back of his shoulder was was simply amazing how they they basically played with twelve men, and uh, but the ones that that come to mind for me and the reason why we were speaking about this off air and in the office the other day, Jace was I was talking about things in our grand final in two thousand three things that stand out to me. Of course, Luke Pritis the most the most amazing individual performance I've seen in a grand final, but outside of that, there was a run in the seventy second minute when it was twelve six. And we dropped the ball a couple of times, and I thought we were, we were out on our feet. And Martin Lang comes up with a run in the 72nd minute that just made me believe that we weren't going to get beaten that yeah, night. Incredible! It was that good. It was it was so good. I saw it on the field, but the commentators didn't even talk about it. But yeah. it had a it had a a huge a huge um, shift in the game. Yeah. I thought as a player. Then in 2001, there was a tackle that Steve Simpson did. In the first half on Andrew Ryan. Now they were leading 24 0 at half time in that grand final, uh, the Knights. But Steve Simpson comes up with a, a tackle on the trial line where he gets underneath Andrew Ryan, stops yeah. him from scoring a try. It gets them on the scoreboard in the first half and allows them to sort of, and they broke every record that year, the Paramount. Yep. They were the unbeatable team that year. End up losing the grand final 30 24. Yeah. Um, 2004, Andrew Ryan. Same man, different yep. year. Right on full time, Brett Finch throws a nice flat ball at the defensive line, about 30 out to Michael Crocker. He goes through this yawning hole, and Andrew Ryan somehow comes across and ankle taps him and stops what would have been, I think, a certain try yeah. to the Roosters, which would have won them the game. No one talks about it. Ah, it's incredible, isn't it? Yeah, Billy Slater. The, one, the amazing one for me for Billy Slater was 2017 grand final. They beat the Cowboys. Now, he scored a try. His trademark play where he gets the ball out the back from Cooper, throws a dummy, slices through, scores a try from about 10 metres out. But what Billy went through to get there that night, 
the year before he missed the grand final against Cronulla Sharks. The interview with Freddie Fittler after the game is is amazing, where he's brought to tears, where he basically was told by the surgeons that you can't play footy again. Incredible. Your body is just held together. You can't play again because the way that you play the game, you won't be able to function post-footy career. So you won't be able to play. So for him to get to where he got to in 2017 and play a major role in that game as well to beat the Cowboys, I, I think these little tiny plays, they go down in folklore of rugby league. And that's why grand finals are so great. Yeah. Mm. yeah, Mate, thanks for sharing those. It's I, I reckon I've got the best job in the world. I just listen to you blokes go, I remember the time this happened. I go, wait. I didn't like half these stories. None of us know about. So you know what we need to do? We what? need to do a show just primarily on kangaroo tour stories oh for my Badge. God. This is what we talked about last night. Yeah, yeah, but Badge, he's he's not going to throw everyone under the bus, <laughs> is he? You know, no. Incredible, incredible stories. Rightio, this is Off the Bench. Uh, Scott Sattler and Jason Matthews here. Thanks to our mates at Bob Jane T-Marts. Buy three, get one free on selected performance tyres from Bridgestone and Yokohama. Bobjane.com.au. When we come back, uh, we're going to speak to or catch up with the legend from the Penrith Panthers who uh, famously said in 1991, I'm going to shout everyone a beer in Penrith, and he still gets asked for a beer. He's in his third round. I know, it's incredible. Uh, Roycey Simmons, next on Off the Bench. Celebrating 40 years of state of origin with Brighton's Lawyers, we take a journey through Greater New South Wales in towns of origin, celebrating where some of the greatest origin players to proudly wear blue hail from. Dubbo is the home of the famous Western Plains Zoo, Brighton's Lawyers and origin player Andrew Ryan. Ryan kick-started his career with the Eels before enjoying a lasting career with the Bulldogs from 2003 to 2011. A New South Wales country and Kangaroos representative, Ryan wore the Blues jersey 12 times. Brighton's Lawyers are the major partner of the Brighton's Lawyers New South Wales Blues. At Brighton's Lawyers, we do more for you because we care. Call us today, 1-800-848-848. We're back. This is Off The Bench for Bob Jane T-Mars, tyre and wheel specialists. Yeah, a very special guest. Though. Well, he doesn't need really an introduction, especially west of Sydney. I've got great admiration for this man as a player. Had him as a coach as well and uh, can now call him a friend. You toured with him also, oh, Badger, in 1986. Enough. Couldn't keep up with him. And he was involved in 1991, the very first premiership for the Penrith Panthers. That man is Roy Simmons. Welcome to Sports Day, Royce. How are you, mate? I'm good, mate, but... You're not going to keep talking about that tackle again, are you? Well, you brought it up. You told me not to. <laughs> you told me not to bring it up. <laughs> without that tackle, Royce, without that tackle, we'd still be talking about your two tries in the '91 Grand well, Final. That's the, the that's why I'm picking on you. <laughs> hey, Royce, before we talk about this great Panther side to date at the moment, uh, you're still having a beer at the Wallacea Hotel. No, I've moved back in the in the town. To be honest. You have moved into that new building they've named after you called the Royce, have you? No, I have. I'm actually <laughs> sitting. I'm actually sitting on the back. What? I'm sitting on the back balcony now, overlooking the Blue Mountains and the the academy, the football academy, and uh, um, the water park and all that down there. So it's a pretty good thing. I was sitting here the other day watching the boys train, and uh, a snake come out onto the field, and. Uh, they weren't so big and tough then. I've seen them all disappear <laughs> into the field so, so quick. That's just told me yeah. before we went on there, he said there's a building named after him. It's a retirement 
village called the Royce. Yes. You have to go help me yes. see why I added the last one. <laughs> no, no. Yeah, it's retirement living. It's over 55. It's, it's made us like living at a, a resort type. So, you know, downstairs they've got, uh, you know, cafes and hairdressers and bars and libraries and it's an honesty bar, so I'm giving it a bit of a hammering right now. So <laughs> I'll get on there at some stage. Yes. <laughs> so you're still connected with the club and doing a bit of stuff there in the corporate sense. And um, So you, I'm sure you see the blokes. As you said, you watched them train the other day. Are, are they better athletes now than what, uh, what we were many years ago? Yeah, without any doubt. And uh, But, you know, they, they probably should be too. I mean, they, they're full-time, you know, they're... Um, that you know, they are, they're brilliant athletes, and the strength of some of them, you know, I mean, we I haven't got to see them this year because of the bubble or anything. But you know, the past you walk past and you you see one of the, the halves or something throwing more weight around than the front rowers used to do. You know, 20 years mm, ago, it's yeah. uh, just amazing what good athletes they are and the, the speed. And you just see some some of them tries during the year. You know, the wingers getting into the corner, and so that's just fantastic. Fantastic football! I, I I really enjoy watching the game, and I thought the I thought the new rule change was pretty good this year too. And I thought um, you know the six again was um, pretty good and just sped the game up a little bit more. So um, that was one change I, I think was was pretty good. Been great, been great. I, I, look, and I was talking earlier on the show about uh, or just off the air about the, how great. Uh, it felt last year when my side made it. And they hadn't been there for a long time, the Canberra Raiders. 17 years now since the Panthers have been to a grand final. There must be a good buzz out, out west. Yeah, it is. And um, I, I think them two grand final wins, like the 91 and, and uh, you know, the, the 2003, I think both of them wins are really, uh, you know, be, before that period, I think a lot of the people who lived in Penrith, um, you know, come out from the inner cities, and you know, years ago, and uh, and a lot of them were obviously Penrith supporters, but there was also a few that followed, say, the great sides like Souths and uh, and St George and so on. But I think with us winning them couple of grand finals over the year, most of the people in Penrith now are all Penrith supporters, and the mm. atmosphere out here is is fantastic. You know, and obviously the, the city's got bigger; it's just going ahead at 100 mile an hour, and. Uh, the atmosphere is fantastic, and can I say I've never seen a mob of boys um, enjoy what they do as much as these fellas. They they never stop laughing and giggling. They've always got music playing in the background. But you know they're out training. They've got the music blaring in the background, and they're laughing and cackling to themselves. And at the same time, training a hundred mile an hour. You know they're yeah, it's yeah, pretty good. special mob of special mob of boys. Royce, a lot of these young players with the Panthers have played a lot of rugby league together through the junior representative uh, grades. Have you heard or had you seen a lot of these young players come through the grades before they were making the NRL, knowing that they were going to, at some stage, make a debut? Yeah, well, you yeah, have. And, and, uh, and, you know, you're never sure whether they're going to make that, that jump up. But it's not only all the, the Penrith boys, that um, the, the local boys, it's... A lot of them boys were also bought from up around the Western Division areas in the rugby league, and they come down and they joined in at some of them lower levels, the SG ball and all that, and come through as well. So it's not only we've got this big um, Penrith catchment area that's fantastic, like the biggest biggest junior league in the world, um, but 
we also do a good job tapping in. They've got an academy up around uh, up at Dubbo Way, and um, mm. that they support that area well. And, and in turn, a lot of them boys come down and, and join us down here. And there's a few of them boys in the side as well. But they've they've played together for a long period now. Um, so they, you know, so what? You know, you start worrying. You think, well, are these boys going to let the pressure get to them? Who, who knows? You know, it's a grand final. It's hard to say, but. You know, I'm backing them not to because I think they're just used to being with each other and playing and enjoying things that just just hopefully they, they just take that into the game. Is there a player in this 2020 version that you like to watch, Royce? Oh, oh, I'm a Yowie. I just love yeah. him. He's, <laughs> he's just, you know, he, 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 does, a, he does all the hard. You know, he, he'll carry the ball 18 times a game or something. I think you carries the ball about 150 metres each week. And at the same time, he can play before the line, you know, where you can go out the back and pick up his halfbacks and he can play a short ball at the line. And and, uh, and he's just a... And, and like the rest of them, he's a, he's a champion young bloke from up Dubbo. So he comes from up my, my way up around uh, the Western Division area. So I suppose I've got a bit of a soft spot for them blokes. But, um, yeah, yeah I, I just, you know, I just really like the way he plays footy, yeah. Keep an eye on uh, you. Keep an eye on Appy Corusau. Do you see much of your game in Appy Corusau, Royce? He's a bit of a <laughs> none whatsoever. A... <laughs> none whatsoever. <laughs> oh, I tell you what, you used to hold the ruck together beautifully, mate. Defensively, mate. He 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 really he does a great job at engaging markers. He takes markers out of the game, you know. And yep. if you don't take the marker out of the game, well, they start putting pressure on your first receive. They start putting pressure on your kicker. You know, so he does a great job at, at, at that, you know, and uh, uh, I think one day he was walking past, he said to me, I might catch up, you have a bit of a talk with you one day, and I said, just keep going, mate, <laughs> no need to talk to me, <laughs> you're, a little bit, you're a little bit in front of me, yeah, so now, no, he, he's, he's been outstanding, he's been outstanding. Too. He has. There's been some debate around how Cameron Smith is going to be remembered, if if in fact this is his last game, or, or even if it's not. Mm-hmm. What what are you being a, one of the the great hookers of your uh, of your era? What are, what are your thoughts about the Cameron Smith? Oh, mate, I, I got no doubt he's is the best dummy half I've ever seen. Um, yeah, you know, I won't say the best hooker because you know yeah they that, don't hook that now. Position, that, yeah, they don't hook now, so that sort of goes out of the game, but. You know he, he's, um, you know he's been a fantastic dummy half, and uh, he's a bloke that always trying to better himself, improving all the all the time. I had the pleasure to work with him with um, Tim Sheens, was coaching the uh, the Australian side, so I had the pleasure to work with him during that period. And you know what a professional, and and you know um, a lot of people don't like the way he talks to referees or whatever. Whatever. At the end of the day. He just he just wants to win games, and he mm. and, and what a and off the field, what a wonderful man, fantastic man, and uh, you know I just I, I admire him to be honest. You know he's he's just been a fantastic player, and uh, um, when he when he does retire, whether it's this year or not, uh, I've pinched his phone number off uh, Craig Bellamy, and I still got him my phone, and when he retires, I'm gonna. Ring him up and tell him all them things as well, because I, uh, you know, really, really, really enjoyed watching him his time over the years. 
Wow. Yeah, good stuff. Now, we've uh, we've had a bit of a hot topic tonight about um, talking grand final celebrations, Royce. Now, is there anything that stands out from celebrations oh, oh, in 1991? You blokes would have got in trouble. Um, was good. Glad there was no cameras then. <laughs> But they're only black and white in then anyway. That long ago, <laughs> black and white camera. Um, no, it was uh, anything that stands out for me. Well, I know the stupidest thing I ever said was I'd like to have a drink with everyone because that's that's hasn't done really well for me liver. Uh, <laughs> hasn't been a great thing. So uh, I, I I told uh, you know I recommended not that I've talked to these boys, but I've, I've told some of the. Uh, um, staff and that from a from a distance that uh, tell the boys not to come out with a stupid statement like that because uh, it's a, it's, a, it's a, the dumbest thing I've ever done, no <laughs> doubt about it. This is off the bench for Bob Jane Tmart's tire and wheel specialist. We'll be back shortly. Celebrating 40 years of state of origin with Brighton's Lawyers, we take a journey through Greater New South Wales in towns of origin, celebrating where some of the greatest origin players to proudly wear blue hail from. Dubbo is the home of the famous Western Plains Zoo, Brighton's Lawyers and origin player Andrew Ryan. Ryan kick-started his career with the Eels before enjoying a lasting career with the Bulldogs from 2003 to 2011. A New South Wales country and Kangaroos representative, Ryan wore the Blues jersey 12 times. Brighton's Lawyers are the major partner of the Brighton's Lawyers New South Wales Blues. At Brighton's Lawyers, we do more for you because we care. Call us today, 1800 848 848. We're back. This is Off The Bench for Bob Jane T. Mars, tyre and wheel specialists. Special guest time from the Melbourne Storm, Felice Kafusi is joining us. A very seasoned NRL grand final campaign. A walk in the park for him this week. Felice, how are you feeling, mate? Nice and relaxed? Yeah, thanks, Tyler. Thanks for having me on. Um, yeah, feeling really, really good, actually. I had a couple of days uh, to relax and let it soak in and um, looking forward to this week ahead. Hey, I've just had a look through the team from um, 2017. So just over half of the team, nine of the nine of the side, the current side, played in that winning grand final. But what about those other guys? Have you spent any time specifically with the young blokes or the, those, those players, the newcomers to, to the grand final experience to try to share your experiences with them? Yeah, look, we have a little bit. Um, you know, it's always a different ball game, you know, these finals especially grand final, but um, you know, having played these two uh, finals games already, I think they've got a bit out of that. But um, it's a whole new ball game, you know, coming to the GF, and I think you just got to leave it out on the on the field. But you know, as as for the fellas without the experience, um, you know, if you, just like you said, we just got to look around our side, and there's a lot of boys that have, that have been there and done it before, and have been on both sides, having won won one or two, and and, and lost a couple as well. So. Um, plenty of boys to talk to about that and, you know, if they're feeling nervous or uh, feeling a bit pressured, um, you know, we can, we can get around them. Now, Felice, yourself, now that you've gained so much experience as a, as a, uh, a first grader and playing a lot of grand finals and a lot of big matches, um, has your preparation changed as you've gained that experience for these big games? Not at all, <laughs> to be honest. Like, I still get nervous, obviously, um, with these big games, but um, you know, the bigger the game for me, the more relaxed I need to be. So um, I'm pretty cruisy, anyways, with my 
my preparation and my routine. So, um, you know, sometimes nerves is a good thing. You know, I don't, I don't mind being nervous. It's, it's good to feel, feel that bit of nerves. But mm. um, I think the most important thing is just to embrace it. Now, many, many years ago when a group of young players would go into a, a grand final, the you know, nerves would get to a lot of them and they fear the unknown. But now that you are an experienced player, do you see that this, these current young young crop of players that are coming through, especially at your club, they, they don't seem to fear too much these days? Yeah, mate, they've been great. Um, just like you said, the, the younger fellas coming through uh, with not much finals experience, um, you know, it's like they're playing with that much confidence, which is good for us. But I guess they get that conf- confidence uh, throughout the year playing games in and out uh, through pre-season. And that's where they build that confidence and that trust. Um, and then they're just able to back themselves. So uh, it was a credit to them. What are your thoughts on this young Panthers side? Not a lot of uh, grand final experience, but it's a big game experience. So what, are you, what are your thoughts on them? Have you kept much of an eye on the Panthers? Oh, for sure. It's a bit hard not to when they're winning 17 in a row. So mm. um, they're going to be a good side. They don't know what losing really is you know, throughout this year. So um, they're going to be a tough tough side to crack. Uh, coming in with full of, full of confidence confidence there and um, they're hungry you know what I mean they're hungry so uh, we'll be doing our best to draw on our experience uh, for these final series and um, I think it's going to be a good game They started that run that 17 game winning run with a round 6 against uh, against you guys so they um, they must have been a you know a pretty tough proposition that day is that what, what's your experience playing against the pen now if you're if you're on the right side you're going to be marking up on Viliami Kikau that's a that's a tough task for the afternoon, isn't it? Oh, 100%. Oh, man, he's a big boy, big, powerful boy. I was hoping to get rubbed out for two games. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, look, he'll be back, and he's a bloody, he's a bloody powerful human. So um, I'll let me work cut out for me on that, that side. But uh, I'll be throwing my body into him, um, just like I did with uh, that winger from Canberra last week. You know, he knocked the daylights out of me. So, oh, yeah, what happened there? Off. You... I saw that. We were calling the game on, on Friday night. Oh, I think you dodged, you dodged the, the, the bin there. You look like you were a little bit dusty there for a while. <laughs> look, he uh, might busted me lip. <laughs> the big CG thing. Yeah, but um, look, I just tried to throw my old body and just got uh, come off second mess. But uh, you, no, it was fine. It was fine. Do you go into games, Felice, when you look at the one-on-one matchups? Now, this weekend, you'll be, you're going in and you're going to go up against... Um, yeah, last week it was I think it would have been um, it was John Bateman. Yeah, yeah. Nate Croker on the left. Whitehead, no, White, Whitehead, no, no Whitehead. Yeah. Do you go into the games looking at one-on-one matchups and and where you can try and overcome your your opponent, or do you, do you mainly worry about what what you're going to do as opposed to what he's going to do? A bit of both. Like obviously we do our homework. Um, we're pretty detailed down at the Melbourne Storm, so you know we look, we watch a lot of vision and um, to see what their tendencies are like and. Um, for me, it's more it's more so what their edge does, not so much their individual players. But um, yeah, like I said, we just do our homework and see what their tendencies are like, and seeing ways that we can shut them down. Now, are you glad that he's on your side? Because I, I'd be glad he'd be on my side because he's been a revelation this year. And your left centre, Justin Ollum, now he's like a scud missile, isn't he? When he tries to attack his opposition centre. Yeah, mate, he's. He's been un- unreal for us, and um, it's just like a bullet of gaze, man. Everything he does is 100 mile an hour. 
Um, yeah, that last week gave me come out of the line on Papali. Like, mm. <laughs> having the guts and heart to do that, um, you know, speaks speaks for itself. But he's been out, outstanding for us this year. And, um, you know, he's worked hard enough in off-season and pre-season to work on his game. And um, he's seeing, seeing the rewards from it now. Huge cultural difference for him coming down from PNG. And, of course, he was at the at the uh, Falcons as well for a little bit there. What's he like off the field? He still is a bit quiet. Um, he's, got a bit, he's got a different sense of humour of Justin Nolan, but um, you know he's backed by his whole his whole country um, in PNG. Mm-hmm. It's awesome to see the vision and and some of the photos I get around um, on social media. You know, everyone crowding around watching this little TV just to get a glimpse of him. So um, you know, I think that's pretty special as well. And um, yeah, it's, it's just good to have around the group, um, seeing him watch on the field and seeing what he does. Um, pretty special. Yeah. Now, there's been a lot of talk about Cameron Smith and is he or is he, is he not retiring? And, um, you know, we know that no one really knows apart from Cam himself, who may have not even made his decision yet. But one bloke who won't be there next year, it seems, is Josh Adokar. Be some sort of send-off for him this week, do you think, Felice? Yeah, for sure. Um, Foxy or Smee, like you said, no one knows what anyone's doing these days. <laughs> Um, you know, it'll be pretty nice and, and special if we can send them out on the on the best note possible, and that's that's winning this thing. Um, you know, wherever they go, they'll always have a and hold a special part in um, the Melbourne Storm, and uh, only seems fitting to try and send them off the right way. Yeah. Now we've spoken to other players about this week and, and the preparations and whatever and family. What's what's the story with um, your? Have you got your family on the sunny coast with you, and can they go to the grand final? Is that all all sorted? Yeah, I think they're still, still going through there. I've got family uh, with me, um, a wife and two kids. So they're sorting out how we can, or how the families can travel. There's obviously biosecurity um, stuff in behind, behind the scenes and border issues and stuff like that that they've got to get through and special exemptions, I guess, um, for them to travel and be in a sort of secluded zone where they're not mixing in with the public, I think. So, um, yeah, tr- tricky to... That, but hopefully... Yeah, very very tricky to work it out. And then do they go home to Melbourne? Do you, or, or back to the sunny coast, what do you do? You're going to be going into state of origin camp. So it's uh, it's yeah, it's a little bit of a uh, a tricky one for everyone concerned, isn't it? Where do you go after the grand final? How many days do you spend together before you, you go you know, back home or into camp? Yeah, for sure. It is a tricky one. Um, a lot of um, stuff going on in the background. But um, we'll definitely be coming back to sunny coast. Uh, we've got our reviews and our virtual uh, presentation night here on the sunny coast. And then after those oh, yeah. three days, uh, people will be going back home to Melbourne or um, yeah, back home to their families. But they still got to quarantine at the state in Queensland. Um, and then from there, they're, they're sort of free to go after that, that time period. Now, off grand final topic, Felice, we saw that footage getting around last week of Cam Smith uh, filming your coach trying to change a car tie. It was horrible to watch. It was like a train wreck. But did Cam end up actually helping him change the tyre or not? I hope he did because he had no bloody idea what he was doing. It was horrible, <laughs> wasn't it? <laughs> Terrible. But um, he's probably got enough money to bloody get a new car in anyway. So <laughs> I don't know where True. he's trying to bloody change anyway. True, the supercar. Hey, listen, we spoke to Ryan Hoffman last week. And he gave us a really good insight to that. The, the village and the family atmosphere you've been able to create on the Sunshine Coast, which has been... For both you and the Warriors has been a real success. 
But after all of this, if you get to go back to Melbourne, you don't have to quarantine again next year. Who's a player you hope never to be isolated with ever again? Oh, good question. There's a few. But just one that comes at the top of my head would be Christian Walsh. Really? Wow. Okay, yeah, that's big... out of the box. <laughs> I've heard that one, but yeah, he's a big pest, man. He just struts around like, a, like he's one of the Hemworth. Hemworth brothers. Uh, <laughs> we'll have to get hold uh, of the... Uh, the might, you might end up being your roomie in Origin Camp oh, just yet. Yeah, you know, I know. hope so. You better be careful what yeah. you wish for, oh. Felice. <laughs> Felice Kafusi, good luck to you and your Melbourne Storm teammates. No worries. Thank you very much, fellas. Thanks for having me. This is Off The Bench for Bob Jane T-Mart's Tire and Wheel Specialist. We'll be back shortly. Celebrating 40 years of State of Origin with Bryden's Lawyers, we take a journey through Greater New South Wales in Towns of Origin, celebrating where some of the greatest Origin players to proudly wear blue hail from. Dubbo is the home of the famous Western Plains Zoo, Bryden's Lawyers and Origin player Andrew Ryan. Ryan kick-started his career with the Eels before enjoying a lasting career with the Bulldogs from 2003 to 2011. A New South Wales country and Kangaroos representative, Ryan wore the Blues jersey 12 times. Brighton's Lawyers are the major partner of the Brighton's Lawyers New South Wales Blues. At Brighton's Lawyers, we do more for you because we care. Call us today, 1800 848 848. We're back. This is Off The Bench for Bob Jane T. Mars, tyre and wheel specialists. The winners, the losers, the how and the why. Let's get stuck into our Off The Bench footy tips. Yeah, the grand final is just the one tip to be given uh, this week. Uh, Satsy, uh, Scott Sattler and Jason Matthews here as we wrap up uh, Off The Bench for tonight, mate. Uh, the grand final, Sunday night, Storm versus the Panthers. Who wins and why? Uh, well, I... Listen, I'm going to take my Panthers hat off, and I still think, I still think the Panthers win uh, on a number of a number of reasons. Um, and everything I'm going to talk about in relation to this game and the conditions, and it's, apparently it's going to be raining quite heavily on Sunday, mm-hmm. all falls in favour of the Storm. Right. But my belief, and I'm only, I'm only drawing on experience, Jace as well, because there are so many similarities, and it doesn't mean that you win the game between the year that we won it. And sorry to keep harping on about that, but you have to draw on previous experiences. Of course. And 2020. Um, it's going to be wet. Who's going to handle those conditions the best? I think probably the Melbourne Storm. A little bit more mature. Right. Able to hand, able to adapt it, the best. It probably better suits their game plan. It's not as flamboyant as, say, Penrith. Yeah, you're right. But it's also about the maturity in their group. Yep. Being able to adapt to all circumstances. Um it's grand finals are not about who handles the occasion the best, the build up, the pre-game. Who it's about who handles the first fifteen to twenty minutes the best. Melbourne are going to come out a physical onslaught straight away. They're going to be straight into the face of of the Panthers. The Panthers have got to be able to withstand that, and then at some stage during that first fifteen or twenty minutes, they've got to strike a blow back that breaks their will. Now, have they got the players to do that? I think they have. Jimmy Tarmow. James Fisher-Harris, uh, Isaiah Yo, those sort of players, they can turn the game. What the Melbourne Storm have is the greatest player of all time, or arguably the greatest player of all time, that knows how to adapt to every condition. He'll kick them into submission. He'll create the great water torture that he puts on every side, on every game, and he'll test the nerve of the Panthers. Can the Panthers handle it? They can because they're young. 
They're confident. They've got good arrogance about them. And enthusiasm allows you to play longer than 80 minutes if you have to. So on the back of that, Jace, I think the Panthers win 18-16. Mm-hmm. I think Appy Coruscant needs to outplay his opposite number nine in Kemp Smith. He was outstanding against the Rabbitohs. He was. If they win, Appy Coruscant has to be the Clive Churchill medalist. Mate, good luck. I hope the Panthers win for you. It'll be a big one. What will you do? You'll be sitting there with your, you'll be sitting there with your ring on, won't you? From the two Panthers jersey. I got this floppy hat that I've had for twenty two years. The Panthers floppy hat. <laughs> Make sure you send me a photo. This has been <laughs> off the bench for Bob Jane, T Mart's Tyrone and Will Specialist. Sats, good luck with the GF, and uh, you're off now. I'll catch you next year. <laughs> See ya. <laughs>